You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast, episode 21. On today's episode, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks for improving your e-commerce web store. So let's make it look amazing, function well, and get those dream customers purchasing from you right away. Let's do it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, a podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. If I haven't met you before, it's really nice to meet you. I'm the founder of Encircled Ethical Fashion Brand. I'm also the host of this podcast and a coach for Marie Forleo's B-School program as well. I do my own coaching with clients privately as well. Um, And I'm really happy you've decided to either come back and listen to another episode or join us for the first time. My goal with this podcast is to keep things super actionable, and this episode is going to be no different. So I'm going to focus all on your online presence, so your website, and some quick tweaks and hacks you can do and things to think about um, for making your website better. Now more than ever, given the circumstances of the time that we're in, it's really important to have a great website. And there's some fundamental things I'll talk about there. But the one thing I can say with like knowing if you have a great website or not is one metric to start with is your conversion rate. So look at your conversion rate. Is it decent? And is it decent? Is it somewhere between one to five percent? If it's under that, there may be an opportunity for making some changes to either simplify or streamline or make your experience better for your customer. On today's episode, I'm just going to give you a bunch of tactics. You can kind of it's kind of like a you know, uh, a la carte, you can kind of take what you want, use what you want, test it. If you want to test stuff, I highly recommend using um, some apps. There's one called Hotjar, there's one called Lucky Orange, where you can install them on your Shopify store and see how people interact with your pages. And that will give you further opportunities to optimize your website. But for now, I'm just going to pick off some of the best practices and we'll go from there. All right, so let's start with your navigation of your website. You really want to make it super easy for your ideal customer to shop with you. Um, And this is not the place to get super creative with terminology. So you don't want to have like, instead of blog, write like, dear diary. Instead of contact us, be like, give us a holler. Um, Instead of shop, be like, Um, catalog. You want to use common words that are used in your industry or in complementary businesses that your ideal customer would shop at. Otherwise, you're going to be creating a lot of confusion for people on your website. Now, there's no ideal number, I don't believe, of navigation items to have in your main navigation. However, I do like to keep it pretty simple. So I would suggest kind of at a what they would call like the top level. So the the level before you kind of like have menus pop out, I would say I wouldn't go more than like five or so. Otherwise, it gets really unmanageable. Um, 
If you have home on your main navigation right now, you definitely want to remove that. Nobody needs to go back to your homepage, so take that one off. Um, the first item I like to have on the far left of there is typically shop or your web store, something to intro into that, or feature a collection or something like that. So if you want to feature new arrivals and then put like shop all, something like that. I like to see an about page in the main nav. I like to see an ability to contact in the main nav. And then I'll leave you one bonus one for something else you want to put up there. Like maybe... Um, maybe your blog or maybe style guides or something like that. Um, but do some research. This is a great point to pick out a couple of brands that you think your customer would also shop at and go on their online stores and see what terminology they're using. Um, what kind of layouts are they using? What words do they use to describe things? What's in the top main navigation? What's in the footer? Um, this is a great opportunity to do a little bit of an audit to see what's going on out there and to think about ways you can further streamline. Now, when we get to the second level of navigation, I call, um, you know, shop by category or collection for products. Um, also step into your ideal customer's shoes. So like how does he or she or they like to move through websites? Do they like to do a shop all where they can see all your products? Do they like to shop by season or category like t-shirts um, by style, like um, casual or workwear, by size, by color, you really need to dial into your ideal customer at this point in time and see what that is. And it will vary for everybody, but you want to make it something that your ideal customer would know. Oftentimes when I do website audits for people, I go on their website and they've created these like super creative collection names that nobody would understand what was ever under them. So they'll have like you know, aqua inspired goodness. And I'm like, what is even in there? Instead, maybe you should say water-based cosmetics or something. So use terminology that doesn't need a dictionary to figure it out for your website. And that's kind of, it feels less creative, but you can be creative elsewhere on your website. Do not be creative in your navigation. Be creative in your photos, your content, all the good stuff, but your framework should be rock solid and easy to get in just a few minutes of time on your website. The next thing I'm going to suggest is your collection pages. So when you do go down to shop by category or season or size, this is a great opportunity to add customization. Um, most platforms, and I'll talk pretty much exclusively about Shopify here because this is what I recommend to everybody, um, have positions for graphics on the top of the collection page or text. Um, as well, they have the opportunity to add a sidebar or selectors at the top so you can sort um, I highly recommend having the ability to sort collections. Customers, it's just an inherent customer behavior that people like to sort by best selling, price low to high, alphabetically. It's a nice little feature to have. If you don't have that built into your theme, you can add it as an app in Shopify. Um, I'm pretty sure there might even be a free one. Um, and then definitely look into creating a sidebar. And what a sidebar is, is just a portion of like a menu that follows along the side of a collection page. If you go to like big clothing brands websites like Madewell or Year in a Day or Thinks, you can see an example of a sidebar. There's some great opportunities here to get super custom. So once again, when I talk about how people like to shop, perhaps your customer primarily sorts by category. So if it's makeup, they're supporting, you know, they're sorting originally in your collection um, from the main navigation by like, you know, eyes, lips, face, whatever. Um, then when you get into the collection, 
they may want to sort by other factors. So Sephora, I think, is a great example of this. When you go onto Sephora's website, the sidebar, you can select you know, your age, you can select things that are important to you. So you do you want the skincare shown that's vegan? Do you want um, anything shown to be paraben free? Um, do you want trial size or large size? Do you want gift sets? So you want to think about your ideal customer and what they would want to see and how it would make it easier to shop your collection. If you don't have a big collection, um, you may not need this, but I know there's some people out here listening to the podcast that have like you know, hundreds and hundreds of SKUs. So making it easier to shop your store will reduce customer friction and make it easier to purchase. So think about that. Look at your list of your main collections and try and develop a sidebar for all of them. And then look at the main ones that you're using um, that are most frequently visited. And how you can do that is by going to Google Analytics, or I think you can do this in Shopify as well, and look at the pages that are getting the most traffic. So for example, are your t-shirts pages getting the most traffic. So then, and let's say all your like main shop by category, so t-shirts, shoes, etc., are getting all the traffic. So you're going to want to create a template. You can do this in Adobe if you're super fancy. Um, I would do it in Canva if you can. Figure out the ideal dimensions. I believe Shopify is 2048 wide in general and make headers for each of those collections. This is a super easy way to get um, a little bit more pro um, by creating these. So you can make them, I would make them maybe 248 pixels by, um, you know, probably like 200 wide or something like that. So they're not too wide. And just put a graphic on there of something in your collection and put like tops. If you want to get ultra fancy, you could create some more like graphical stuff on there. You could put a tagline, but I would recommend keeping these fairly simple. Um, but it's just a great additional branding opportunity and makes your website feel super pro. This episode of Brave and Boss is sponsored by No Issue. We all know how it feels to order a package online and have it come in beautiful packaging. It's like a gift to yourself. The problem is most packaging is not sustainable and also it's really hard for small brands to get customized packaging as the minimums for ordering are usually really high. Meet No Issue. No Issue is created to provide makers, brands, and businesses access to custom sustainable packaging. Their products include customizable tissue, stickers, tape, all three of which are compostable and printed with soy-based inks, which I love, and a stock 100% compostable mailer. Minimums are low and quality is high. Packaging, as you know, is a great way to create a brand recognition through the customer experience, taking that digital experience to the real world. Sustainable packaging also shows your commitment to the planet and the small steps that your business is taking to reduce your impact. They sent me a sample pack and I was so impressed with the quality of everything. In fact, the tissue paper was like a work of art. To get started and try out No Issue, go to noissue.ca, that's N-O-I-S-S-U-E dot C-A, and use code BRAVEBOSS to get 10% off your first order. That's noissue.ca and code BRAVEBOSS. And now, back to the show. The next thing I suggest looking at are your product pages. So you really want to develop product pages that reflect your brand and speak to your ideal customer and that provide the most important information to them. Not the most important information you want to convey, but most important information to your dream customer. So what do they want to know? What would make them not hesitate to purchase? 
how can you best organize that information? Oftentimes we are preaching to ourselves when we write product copy, whereas we need to flip the script and start writing to our ideal customer more often. Um, so some things to think about is, you know, um, in your product descriptions, do you tell a story about the product and why it benefits your ICA? Is there some way that you can share the product benefits um, and why this product is different than other products in a succinct way? Um, could your product photos use a bit of an upgrade? So um, are they the same size? Do they load really quickly? Do they show styling ideas? Do they show other products that are available in your collection? Um, is there user-generated content on your page? Do you have reviews on your page? Is there an opportunity to integrate a reviews app on your product page to improve your conversion? Do you go into details about the materials in your product? So if you're making a product out of something um, like fabric or wood, what type of wood is it? You know, Where was it sourced from? Where is stuff made? Do you have a size chart? Is it easy to figure out the size? Is there some sort of selector or comparison tool in there? Do you have brief information easily accessible about shipping and returns on each product page? People are going to want to know if you can uh, return within a certain amount of time. And do you have the ability to cross shop and cross sell? So do you have an app or built-in functionality on your theme to see what you've recently viewed in the store or other complementary products that you would recommend? This is a great way to improve your average order value by having something on your site. Um, so go through all those key elements and see what's left and see what you really need to improve um, and start to make a list of changes you want to make. Now, if you have a ton of products and you're thinking, Christy, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe you suggested me doing this for all my product pages. Yes, that is crazy. But at least get started. Make a list of all your product pages in an Excel doc or Google Sheet and start with the ones that are your biggest business drivers making those better will impact your business positively and create more revenue opportunities. So definitely do that first and then work on kind of the smaller products after that. Follow that old 80-20 rule. All right, next I would recommend you have a peek at your customer support or customer service email pages where you can either your contact form as well as your shipping exchange and policy information to just to make sure it's really clear that it's up to date. Oftentimes these pages um, get out of date really quickly. Like they're just the last one to always be updated. <laughs> you know, I've I've definitely been guilty of it myself because there's just so many places where information sometimes lives. So we forget to update it. So it's good to look there and see, you know, is your holiday policy still up? I've seen that before. Um, you know, is your return period accurate? What about ship timing? Right now, as you listen to this episode, um, Canada will still be on a lockdown, at least where I am. Um, so we know that the speed of shipping has slowed down a bit as well. Our speed of shipping orders has slowed down. So make sure that's reflected in the information on your website. You can always flip back to your original um, terms when things get back to more of a normal situation. But for now, they should reflect reality. So if you're not accepting returns right now, put that up there. If your returns are 90 days, put that up there. Make sure they reflect what you're going to hold the customer to so that you can be very, very clear about what that is. All right. So definitely want to check off and make sure you have all that information there. If you don't, make sure you have your shipping, your returns information, customer service policies, terms and conditions, and privacy policy super easy to find. 
Now, the next thing I'm going to flip back to just before wrapping up this action-packed episode is the home page. So we've talked about the navigation, we've talked about product pages, we talked about collection pages and customer service stuff. And now let's talk about the landing experience. So when somebody lands on your website, what is the first thing they see? If you answered the main banner photo, you are correct, ding, ding, ding. They probably most likely see what's on the left-hand side of your page first, and then their eye probably tracks to the main banner image that you see on most websites. We've done testing at Encircled, um, and we know that most people actually don't go below that. So what they would call in the industry as below the fold, which basically means that like somebody is, um, you know, not going to scroll down past what they see initially on their screen um, on a desktop, let's say. Um, So it's really critical, as we already talked about, having that main nav set up properly with all the stuff you want in there, making sure it's not too confusing up there and there's lots of white space, Um, having your logo very clear and easy to read, Um, and then using this main banner space for a very strong, compelling message and a call to action and some great imagery. So right now on Encircle, we have stay home, stay comfy, stay stylish, shop the revolved dress. And we have like a comfy image um, of our revolved dress styled for home. Um, And then right under that, we have our capsule wardrobe quiz, which leads to our email opt-in. And then we have kind of three value points below that. And then once you get below that, um, we've got a bunch of stuff, but we also know most people don't see that stuff. So um, focus on your main banner. And this is something you're going to want to change weekly. We change it um, twice a week. Um, But I think as a starting point, you're going to want to update that weekly at least. And, you know, the more established you are as a brand, the less I think the less um, you have to talk about your value proposition here, but the less established you are, the more you need to say what it is you do. Um, So here inherently we've said stay home, stay comfy, stay stylish, and we're showing clothing. So people can make that connection that we have clothing for sale. Um, And we're already talking about things that we do at Encircled. So we're definitely comfy. We're definitely stylish. And we're pushing that message of staying home because that's super important right now. Um, So what is your message that you can put here? What is something that you can promote or highlight or share? And how can you connect it back to your brand in like a very succinct statement? And if you want to go back to your mission or your vision statement that you've developed for your company, you could even put that there with some compelling imagery, but make sure that you're spending the time to create something that really um, captures somebody's attention and has a clear call to action or also known as a CTA, um, because this is a very highly viewed and clicked upon situation. And I would say test it for yourself, but in Circled, we've tested um, rotating banners and they tend not to do very well. So they people tend to click mostly on the first one that they see, which typically, um, if you're rotating banners too quickly, it'll be maybe the first or second banner. Um, so spend some time figuring that out, but you really want to focus on using this as kind of your billboard for your brand. Um, and that's really, really critical. All right. Just before we wrap up this episode, I want to touch on the footer. So footer is still a very important, um, component of your website. Definitely worth a look to see what's in there. Cause once again, you can get sneaky stuff in there that you forget about. 
Um, you know, for us, we have a shop category and then we have, we mirror our shopping categories in the footer. Um, then we have also got a whole pillar on customer love. So just the idea of shipping, delivery, returns, exchanges, sizing, all that stuff, contact us. Um, and then we have a whole pillar about us. So talking about our fabrics, how we make stuff, um, press, our blog, events, careers, etc. Um, so that's kind of how I organize it. And basically the way I came up with that is um, through looking at other websites. Like I remember looking at Movement, the watch brand's website, and I really liked their organization. So don't be afraid to creep onto competitors or non-competitors, I guess, websites to see what they're doing. And I highly recommend at this point, you want to check out big brands. So you want to check out brands that are um, really succeeding that you know have money to test and resources to test because to test this kind of stuff to see what works you definitely need um, enough traffic to create a statistically significant testing environment um, and smaller brands will not have that and a lot of them aren't sophisticated enough to test um, so look towards brands that are big who and see what they're doing in their footer um, the other thing that's a mandatory in the footer, I think, is putting in an email opt-in form. Um, and then I would put your social media icons if you want to have them in here, but just make sure they open in another window. Um, that's really important. So get out there and do a little bit of research on competitors and other big brands and see what they're doing and see how you can improve your website. Right now is a big downtime for a lot of people. Not everybody's on downtime, but if you are, um, giving your e-commerce store a little bit of a spring facelift is a great opportunity right now. So hopefully you took some actionable takeaways from this. If you want to listen back, I went very, very fast on this episode. Um, take some notes. And if this episode resonated, please share it with a friend. I'd love to get more people listening to this podcast. And if you're not in there already, please join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash brave and boss. It's totally free. Um, so come on over. It's a great community full of e-commerce entrepreneurs who are very supportive um, of each other. All right, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.